Welcome to the Pivot Podcast. Join us each week as we bring you something new. Interviews with experts and inspiring guests and panel discussions where we'll bring in diverse perspectives about trending business topics. Whether you're seeking inspiration or a way to reframe your future, we're glad you're joining us for this week's episode of Pivot. Welcome to the Pivot Podcast. My name is Alexandra Balistrieri, and I'm here with my Pivot Discovery co-founder and Pivot co-host, Kimberly Tilly. And today we are continuing our series where we profile certain strengths. StrengthFinder is an assessment based on a 40-year study created by the Gallup organization, and it's a common language of 34 strengths humans have organized into four domains. For more information about StrengthsFinder, check out our season two kickoff episode with executive coaches and strengths experts, Monique Betty and Judy Spear. Today's strength is positivity, and it's from the relationship building domain. Strengths in this domain help individuals build connections with others. This is an externally facing strength, and positivity ranks number 11 in the world's population. And today we brought together a panel, all of whom have this strength in their top five, to talk about how they use this strength in their lives. So starting with you, Lisette, can you introduce yourself and share a little bit about who you are? My name is Lisette Olazabal. I am, I work for a pharmaceutical company in the Bay Area and been there for almost 12 years, doing a lot of different roles within the company. But my most recent role now is a sales rep in the field for that same company in Arizona and specifically in Phoenix. Alexa, can you introduce yourself and share a little bit about who you are? Hi, my name is Alexa Montesinos and I am a senior product manager. I live in Miami, Florida, and I've been in the pharmaceutical and biotech industry for about 10 years. That's wonderful. Christine, can you introduce yourself, please? Hi, everyone. My name is Christine Serla. I worked as a senior case manager at a biotech company in South San Francisco. I live in the Millbrae area and just wanted to share on my free time. I either read novels or binge watch on Netflix. So if you have any suggestions or a good novel to read or film or series, let me know. Love it. And Glenn, what about you? Hello, everybody. My name is Glenn Walton. I uh, work in customer service and currently doing a rotation in patient navigator for our multiple sclerosis patients. I'm in San Francisco, California, and during my free time, I like to do stuff like hike, also work out, uh, enjoy the nice scenery in the Bay Area, and travel when I can. Thank you for that. Danielle, could you introduce yourself and share a little bit about who you are? Hi, my name is Danielle Flannery. I currently live in San Francisco and previously lived in New York City. Throughout my childhood, I moved around a lot. I've lived in Colorado, Pennsylvania, New Jersey, and Florida. And this is certainly foundational to who I am, the moving, and how I've been able to become a positive person and have that in my top five strengths. I'm a marketer. I'm at a biotech company. And I feel very lucky that I work in an industry that's continuously changing especially with new innovations and new medicines always coming out. We have such a great variety today. I think we're going to see some real differences in how people use this strength. Alexandra, could you give us a quick refresher about what positivity is? Of course. People with the positivity strength can create excitement. 
They're magnetic people and they inject energy and enthusiasm. They're really generous with praise, they're hopeful, and they're optimistic. They also stimulate others to be more productive. They generate energy and enthusiasm in their teams and they find opportunities hidden behind setbacks. That sounds like a wonderful strength. Christine, could you tell us the description that Alexandra gave about positivity? How does that resonate with you? And when do you notice that you're using your positivity strength? A lot of the descriptors that Alexandra mentioned resonate with me. However, one that truly stands out is the one that says hopeful and optimistic. This shows up whenever I'm in a situation where things are a bit overwhelming. One example is with what what's going on all over the world right now. You know, the pandemic has affected a lot of people, businesses, children, and how they do school nowadays. A lot of change in a span of one year. And let me also add varying political views that sometimes lead to disagreements and chaos. I am almost always tempted to just not care, be negative about it or rant about it all day, every day, but I can't do that. A part of me is always hopeful, always optimistic that at the end of this all, it will be good. And I'm that person who believes in rainbows after the rain, light at the end of the tunnel, if you may. I love that so much. Glenn, how does that resonate with you? And when do you notice that you're using your positivity strength? That actually was the part that spoke out to me as well. When it comes to praise and being hopeful, I definitely feel like I'm very generous with that, especially with people in any kind of setting, whether it's work, uh, whether you're just dealing with friends. A lot of times when you give people praise and you make them feel better and also uh, being hopeful also makes people feel better as well. And it makes me feel better when people, you know, give me praise or, you know, just make me feel, you know, give me optimistic talk as well. And I felt like that helped me on the job that helped me with my relationships with other people. And I also feel like that helps other people because uh, a lot of times people need to know that they're doing well. A lot of times people need to know that there's hope in struggle as well. There's also optimistic talk that can help people see like the better side of any kind of thing that they're going through. So that really stuck out to me. That's fantastic. And I love the concept about giving people feedback that's positive. It's often we equate feedback with something negative, something that you're doing wrong. And hearing what you're doing right is, I would argue, at least as important. So Danielle, how does that description of positivity resonate with you? And when do you notice that you're using your positivity strength? All of those resonate with me. One of the biggest things that I've realized with positivity is it brings me this ability for problem solving, because when you are faced with something negative, you don't necessarily focus on the negative, you focus on how to make it through. What we should be mindful of that people have this this strength in their top five is being naturally positive and appropriately positive. It's a great tool to use with others and for yourself in terms of motivation. But if it's not authentic, then it's, it's not helpful. If something's not so good, you shouldn't be afraid to say that. It's more finding the solution at the end. I've never heard that term before, appropriately positive or authentically positive. Could you say a little bit more about that? I think that's really interesting. Yeah, I've experienced individuals or presentations that are all hurrah, hurrah, right? And and sort of a cheerleader approach. And I think in a lot of instances, that's, that's great. But sometimes someone's being personally impacted by something that's being discussed, or they're coming from a perspective of not feeling 100% that day. 
it's sometimes difficult to understand, especially now in a virtual world where people are at when they're receiving your positivity. But if you can be acutely aware and dial it up or dial it down, the appropriate or the authentic positivity has much better effect. That's, it's a fantastic point. Thank you. How does the description of the positivity strength resonate with you? And when do you notice you're using the positivity strength? It definitely resonates a lot of what you said, uh, especially with the setbacks. It's, it's definitely trying to see the positive side or the other side of why something was set back. And usually sometimes it's something for a better reason that you had to set back. I think where I use my positivity is definitely in, in the workplace. I think personally, I'm, I'm positive. However, I think just because of everything going on in the world, it's this definitely makes it a challenge lately to remain positive and dynamic and, and have that happiness. And I think what has helped me along the way is really meditation and just a gratitude journal. Like if there is an app on your phone, I think it's called five minute gratitude. You can download for free. And then you just kind of write down like three to five things you're grateful for, which kind of helps ground me to realize the, the great things I do have in my life versus focusing on the things I don't or the things I'm missing out on or other bad things that, you know, we tend to focus more on than the good things in our lives. It's so true. Alexa, what about you? So for me, the words that stick out are enthusiastic and joyful and, and hopeful. I have two little boys at home, so they have me running around left and right. And just looking at them, I'm constantly reminded of of how much good there is in this world. And, you know, seeing life through their lens, it's not clouded. And they're just so hopeful for, for the future. And they look at things differently than you and I. So I just try to hold that near and dear to my heart. And whether it's a project at work where I may not agree with my colleagues I try to always think to myself, okay, is this worth getting upset over? Is this worth really having a battle and conversation? And, you know, are there worse things in life? So I try to always look at things from that angle. And one thing that I always hold near and dear to my heart is I I look at my parents. So my parents came from Cuba when they were 16 years old, 18 years old. And one thing my dad always tells me coming to this country without anything and making something out of out of nothing. He'll always tell me, be hopeful. You never know what the future holds. And so I always try to be positive because if somebody's having a bad situation or a bad day, that's not forever. And so I always try to remind myself of that, whether it's in, in my work life or just my personal life as well. So just that sense of perspective. That's fantastic. Thank you. It really is. Glenn, how has the positivity strength benefited you personally or professionally? Hmm. I want to say personally, it has helped me to think of things in a much more positive light. I guess I can just give you a little background. I grew up around a, a positive environment. I grew up in uh, the church that I grew up in. It was always like people always giving me hopeful energy and hopeful talk and always saying that things are going to be all right or things are going to be great in your life. 
And I felt like that helped me a lot in my life and in my professional world, it helped me to be even positive around amongst other people. My family was positive too. So with that energy and giving that energy to other people, you can see how people can, their countenance will change. If they look like they might be going through some things, they might seem like they're more happy as well, being positive amongst them. And it just helped me just to navigate life much better and much easier than if I always have a negative outlook on things. Absolutely. And I think things, you know, like you said, in church, bringing that personal and personal perspective to things really cascades over into your professional life and your professional outlook and career as, as well. Danielle, how about you? How has the positivity strength benefited you personally or professionally? I think positivity is not just about how you see the world, but the experience that people have with you. I'm especially a relational person and that's demonstrated through my strength finder test. I love to help people impact people and kind of be with people. Showing positivity by showing respect, getting the work done on time, being a team player and respectful of others, not adding to others' workloads are all ways to positively impact the person you're working with, a team. And in turn, what that does is strengthens your working relationships. If you can mirror positivity, then others around you will as well. That's really good. I've become acutely aware of my positivity strength by taking the test and understanding it's in it's in my top five. And so what I've tried to do as well, now that I'm managing a team is leading by example. And so I try to pass this outlook on to those around me. If I want a positive team, a productive team, then I need to display that for them as well. And that gives them confidence and focuses on their strengths and our team's strengths and versus focusing on the weaknesses we are going to be leaps and bounds better off work ways and from a personal perspective. Absolutely. Alexa, how about you? How has the positivity strength benefited you personally or professionally? Going back to something Glenn said, I I feel unfortunately, some people don't have that positive outlook on life or they didn't grow up in a household where they had somebody that was positive and that was able to lift them up when maybe things didn't go the way that they thought they would. And so I try to be that person for others and my work life, I think it's benefited from me where I, I just try to remind myself when maybe somebody tries to attack me for ideas or just differences in in who we are. I always try to remind myself that they're that way for, for whatever reason. And I cannot let their energy or their negativity derail me. And so I've been able to kind of just remind myself and actually by sticking to who I am and sticking to that positivity trait, I've been able to show people that, hey, things aren't really as bad as they seem. So I've been able to, in in my work life, really create a work family through my positivity trait just by caring for who they are, not giving into that negative energy and kind of getting people out of it. It's funny, we actually, we just recorded a podcast a couple of days ago with people that had individualization in their top five. And I'm wondering if you might have that as well, because it's all about, you know, acceptance and understanding people for who they are. And that's their energy that they put off and out into the world. And you have your own energy that you put out. 
Pasek, how has the positivity strength benefited you personally or professionally? Professionally, I think it's just I'm able to maybe see a problem and its solution in a different manner than maybe somebody else. It's also a help of my friends and in my network of people that I, I surround myself with. I think they're also positive or they also let me see it in a different perspective that maybe I wasn't seeing it. And it is always in a positive light. So that definitely helps in a professional and a kind of a personal level. You always want to be around someone that is happy. It is positive about whatever's happening and whatever's going on. And I mean, no one's trying to go hang out with someone that's grumpy and doesn't want to talk to you all day. Like no one's trying to hang out with that person. And no one's also going to want to work with someone that way. So what I've noticed just being in the corporate world for so long like they always say, you get more bees with honey. And it's true. I mean, you will be able to really partner and, and work with someone if you have that positivity and, and able to really work well with each other versus being just negative all the time. And just, I mean, it's harder to work and get stuff done with that, that type of person. That is so well said. It is so simple and it's so straightforward no one wants to work with a negative person like people want to be with positive people they don't want to be with someone that's negative and grumpy right um, so i love that i just love how simple it is and i remember a quote i don't know who said it but it's it's how you make people feel that they remember versus the work so when you're on your deathbed you're not going to be remembering oh i should have finished that project better it's how you make people feel in the end it really matters how you how you get there you could have a great ending to a project, but if you steamrolled everybody throughout right. the entire project and by the end of it, maybe people didn't really love working with you. It could be a, yeah. a career ender for you as well. I mean, if you're steamrolling people to get your agenda across, like who's going to want to work with you or promote you or want to be like, hey, if there's just another amazing project that has more visibility, they're not going to want to provide that opportunity for you if you are steamrolling to get it done. Christine, how about you? We're curious to know, how has the positivity strength benefited you personally or professionally? For this one, Alexandra and Kimberly, I have to kind of dig deep. Professionally, this strength helped me to stay strong and optimistic during a transition phase in our company at some point and learning that there's a possibility of people being let go. I've realized that there are things that I can control and some things I cannot control. So I told myself early on that I will still do my best to show up, do great work, and have a plan in case I am one of the people who get let go. I've also shared this with my colleagues who were feeling a little bit down at that time in the hopes that it could help them to look things in a different positive perspective. That's my made up word, different positive perspective. <laughs> And personally, this also helps me when I'm having tough conversations with my children. I have a daughter. My daughter is super strong and sweet girl. But at times, I will hear her say things like, I can't do that. I'm not good at that. So in a way, I would always correct her a bit and say, well, you can't do that yet. And you are not good yet. But if you practice more, you will make some progress for sure. Wonderful. That's really, really cool. Glenn, with the positivity strength, the dislikes are really around the focus on weakness and the cynical negative energy. Is there a way that you are able to counteract that? 
I switched that negative around to positive a lot of times. Well, I try to interject positivity and look at the brighter side of things. I know a lot of times, even when you're in a group where majority rules, sometimes they're still going to focus on that negative energy. But I know in my mind, I always try to think of it as positive and try to interject positive talk in that. And it also depends on the situation. Like there's times where it's situations and it's definitely negative energy and the energy has to stay that way. Like, especially some of the stuff that we've seen in our country throughout 2020 and even the beginning of 2021, there's a lot of negative energy. And sometimes you tend to stay in that negative energy mode because there's a lot of negative that's about that came with 2020. But for the most part, I always try to look at the silver lining in things and try to interject positivity when I can, when I feel like it's necessary as well. So it kind of lightens the group up or at least balances some things out. Yeah. Christine, has has that ever occurred for you when you've been in in a group that's been very negative? Yes. A lot of what Glenn said, I can relate. And also one thing when I'm in a group and they're talking about certain things, or if someone comes to me and say, hey, this person is ignoring me, I would, it's so easy to say like, why is this person ignoring you? It's so easy to say that at that time. But what I would tell the person is, oh, maybe they're just busy. Maybe I try to give different perspective. And then almost always it works, Kimberly. So (laughs) I try to kind of like, hey, don't think that. Think of maybe good things, positive intent. Positive intent. Yes. I love that perspective. Yes. Lisette, what about you? What's been your experience dealing with negativity? Listen, I can definitely get depressed or sad about whatever's going on in my life or you know maybe a project that isn't working out at, at work. I mean, I'm like, I'm human, everybody else, you know, I can definitely be upset and sad and all those things. But I think what separates us is that I'm also able to pick myself up and be like, okay, well, it will get better. Or let me see what the solution can be for, for this problem. And I think that's what separates a pessimist from a of someone that's more positive. And I definitely have been around a lot of pessimists in group settings, school, whatever, personal settings. And for me, it's just like asking them just on a one-on-one conversation with no one else around, like, hey, what's going on? Like, you know, I'm noticing that you're not engaged or you're a little bit more on the pessimist side, what's, what's going on with you? And a lot of it's not necessarily regarding the project. It's a lot of personal stuff that's happening in their life. Some people also lack self-awareness. Mm-hmm. So if you kind of point it out to them, they're like, oh, I didn't know that I was doing that. They just lack that self-awareness piece or they don't know they're doing it. That once you kind of point it out to them, they tend to kind of work on it. And hopefully you can have a conversation like, hey, you know, let's work on this together. Like I will look at you or maybe I'll give you a look if you're doing, being a little bit more pessimistic. I mean, we all have to be realistic in this world, but this doesn't mean you have to be negative about it. Danielle, have you ever been in a group or a one-on-one conversation where people are being excessively negative? And and how do you react to that? Everyone at some point can be excessively negative. I've even found myself in that place. If it's a continued thing, part of someone's general approach to others or personality, you just persist through it and try to see the, the good things and point those out and try to make that person feel individually special and that they're contributing. Not that many people naturally want to be negative. Highlighting the positives of a person helps them see through this negative lens they might be in. In my personal life, I wouldn't choose to be around extremely negative people. It, it would be something that kind of dims my light. 
it's why I chose the people that are around me, my friends and my partner. It, it is really important to me to see the good and the positive. Alexa, what about you? Maybe this is the wrong way to handle it, but I just removed myself from the situation. I agree that attitudes are contagious and negativity breeds out negativity. If it's a work situation, I'll pretty much just be silent, gather my thoughts, and then do what I need to do. But if it's live and around a group situation, I just remove myself from it. I don't like to be around it. And I don't want anybody ever to take away from me being positive or hopeful or, or bring me down unintentionally. Yeah, let your light shine and, and don't let anybody else snuff it out. It just shows the range of different ways that you can handle that from trying to be the person who is injecting that positivity all the way to just not letting it infect you. Absolutely. I, I love that. Coaches often talk about underused or overused skills. An underused skill typically just means that you don't have or you haven't created opportunities to use a strength. People who are overusing the positivity strand might appear to be naive or insincere, for instance. Lisette, have you ever found you needed to manage your positivity strength? And if so, how do you do it? I think so. I think there's a time and place for the positivity. I mean, if you're going in and you have terrible sales numbers, but you're trying to like be all happy and joy. I mean, I don't think that's going to come across well when you're <laughs> your boss is giving you a performance review, you know, I think there's a time and place for it. I think you can still be serious, but positive. In overdrive, it is like any po- any strength, it becomes a weakness. And it's situational. Reading the room, having that emotional intelligence to know, okay, great, I can be my positive self about the situation. Or maybe taking that step back and like, okay, I'm just going to internalize the information, take that back and work on it. Or maybe that at that meeting or at that point when you're talking to your boss that you're not going to be super positive about it. That makes sense because you don't want to be disingenuous. Yeah, right. Danielle, have you ever found that you needed to manage your positivity strength? And if so, how do you do that? I think this goes back to being appropriately or authentically positive. How I manage it is through authenticity and really trying to understand someone else. I am empathetic and that is a tool in which I use to help regulate my, my positivity and trying to feel what others are feeling has definitely helped. Knowing when to turn it off. I can be irked the same way anyone else can if somebody's overly positive. And so also just witnessing that in my life of maybe I don't want to mirror this overly positiveness all the time. And maybe I just need to be a bit more heads down right now and net neutral. I mean, there's that option too, right? The, it doesn't mm-hmm. need to be negative. I was thinking about this with my partner and sometimes he'll get irked if he's telling me something and I'm trying to be positive and I'll even start problem solving because that's something I love doing. <laughs> and a lot of times he doesn't need me to solve things. He doesn't need me to recommend what I would do. He just wants me to listen. Alexa, what do you think? So this happens to me all the time. And I don't know if it's a mix between my positivity trait and me being Hispanic, but it's sometimes, especially in, in corporate meetings, I realize I got I have to tone it down. I had somebody once tell me everything isn't always rainbows and butterflies. And they are right. 
And my intent is not always to make it as if we're watching the Trolls movie and I'm Poppy coming left and right. But (laughs) with that being said, I think it's important that if that's your trait to really stick to who you are. And if somebody comes to you with, okay, this is a real situation and maybe it's making it appear to be that you're not being sincere. I think that's when, when you try to be self-aware to maybe dial it back and, and ask some of the questions. Why do you think I'm not being sincere? I, I truly mean this because X, Y, and Z and having claims to back up your, your thoughts or the reason why you're being the way you are. But I absolutely get this all the time. I try to be everybody's cheerleader. It it sometimes seems like I'm just saying things to say that. But I think in other situations, when you are being sincere, and, and you truly have examples to back it up, it'll truly show that you're not just saying something to say it or to make somebody feel good. Yeah, that's really an interesting perspective. You know, I've never really questioned it or or heard when it's being considered an overused strength. But yeah, you want to always make sure that you're feeling really genuine. So you want to make sure that it comes off that way. Christine, how about you? I agree with a lot of um, Alexa said, but for me, I think I also sometimes overuse it. One example that I can think of is whenever I have to give constructive feedback, I highlight the good things first, of course, as always for me, it's always like my first thing, especially to new hires and then provide the feedback. While I think highlighting the positive things is good, I have to ensure that the constructive feedback that I'm giving is noted and that they know what their next step is. Whenever I think I overuse it, I usually take a step back and think it through and then also remind myself, hey, if you need to be direct to the point, do that. Absolutely. Especially when you're, you're giving business critical feedback, I could see how that could be a very fine line. You want to really bring out all the positive and like highlight all the great things, especially with new hires, but you also want to make sure that you're being really direct and sincere. Glenn, how about you? So I'm agreeing with both Alexa and Christine on this. Um, There's times where I overused it, especially I look at times where you need to be a little bit more empathetic with people's, say if they're going through something, especially something that's really hurtful throughout their life. Sometimes being too positive can be coming off as maybe a bit much for them at that time. And you have to learn how to kind of meet them where they're at and be a little more empathetic. And also too, I got to the point where people were looking at me as positive, where I felt like I had to always present that energy. And when I'm in certain settings, kind of like what Christine said, where you have to be a little bit more honest and give, uh, be direct and give more honest feedback. Uh, there's times where I would hold back on that because I felt like people look at me as this positive person. So I shouldn't be too honest or too blunt. But now as I get older, I realize that it's good to kind of give that positive energy, but also balance it out a little with other type of honest feedback, meeting people where they're at as well. Definitely. Glenn, just to back up what you said, you want to go to somebody with positivity and pour out all of your troubles and then have them somehow bring out the silver lining in that. My mom, for instance, leads with positivity. And I've done that to her probably more than a few times. And the interesting thing is that people with positivity can actually do that. They usually can find something that other people missed. Alexandra said they find opportunities hidden behind the setbacks. And it's one of the little pieces of magic that somebody with positivity has. 
Danielle, what do you think? So I will always default to being positive and seeing the solution. Like I mentioned with my partner, sometimes people just need to be heard. I found the same thing with some of my family members as well. And so being upfront about, hey, do you mind just listening to what I have to say? Hey, I don't necessarily need help here, but can I tell you this and can we talk about it? I think that setting that up helps me be in the right place to hearing something differently than I normally would. Can we go around the room and just share a tip on how you could successfully interact with people, whether it be at work or, or how to live with somebody who has the positivity strength in their top five? Uh, Christine, can we start with you? Yes. I always think about good energy. That's how I, I look at it. So tip would be, be someone who gives out good energy, you know, someone who lifts people up when they're feeling a little bit discouraged or down and also celebrating small achievements or progress and also highlighting person's strengths more than the weaknesses. And also I saw this quote that I really just want to share. And I think it, it, it fits perfectly fine in this situation staying positive, even when it feels like everything is falling apart. One of the descriptors was like, people that leads with positivity sometimes don't feel positive inside. So for me, when I feeling that way, sometimes I don't want other people to feel that because I know how it feels. So I try to be excited and be enthusiastic around people that way they won't feel the things that I'm feeling inside. Contagious, the contagious optimism and happiness. It absolutely, yes. thank you. Danielle. Okay. What I wanted to say is a tip for people that might not have the strength is, so it's sort of a fake it till you make it. By naturally being more positive, you do start getting those rosier glasses. Even if it's not something that always comes natural, it may start being something that your brain creates a pathway to do more often. You see, you can see that there's utility with it. And then finally, like if you think about an analytical person, put that human element into your analysis, seeing positivity, strength in a lot of different lights will help people to see how maybe they can incorporate it into, the, into their own strength, top five or top 10, or just something that they can improve as well, if it would benefit their life. I like the idea of fake it till you make it, right? Because that it does work. Absolutely. Yeah. Glenn, what about you? I think the tip I would give is, uh, there's this old saying, treat your neighbor the way you would like to be treated as well. And so I think about it like as a lot of us would like to be treated in a positive manner with respect. And I believe just having that in your mind, you think to yourself, like, I'm going to treat people how I would like to be treated. I would like to be treated with respect, with positive energy. And so I'm going to give that out to other people as well. And also just uh, like Christine was saying, learning how to like celebrate achievements and give people just more so give people like some kind of enthusiasm, whether it's uh, sometimes it's just not even the big things you have to do. It's just sometimes when you walk past somebody, you just be like, hi, how are you? You know, just to show that you're concerned with a person and speak to people, smile, also give them if they're doing well, tell them that they're doing well. Looking at the little positive things in a lot of different things, because a lot of times we can just look at the negative so easy, even in the current situation of our country, but looking at the positive in that and taking note of that, uh, acknowledging that as well. That seems to be part of your brand too, the, the kindness. Lisette, how about you? 
definitely not coming to my office or desk and being a naysayer. And also, you, you, I think you need to set your boundaries as a positive person. You know, you don't want to be steamrolled and you don't want someone to constantly like zapping your energy. Just stop being their emotional mess on you. You know, <laughs> you have to internalize that and kind of figure that out. And also just being upfront. If it's a friend, be like, hey, I need 10 minutes to vent. Like, okay, I can vent and we can be upset about something together. When someone is working with me, I love problem solving. And I don't know if that's just the positivity side or just who I am, but I love like, hey, this is my problem. How do, what can we do to fix it or solution? Brainstorming together on what the, the solution can be. And that helps me work on that strength of positivity of seeing it from a different way, maybe that someone else is. So I think it's just being like gen- your genuine self and just talking to me about kind of whatever's going on. And if it is an event session, just I think letting me know up, up front, let's, it is event session. So I can almost like prepare my armor to be like, okay, <laughs> I'm going to let you be super negative for the next 10 minutes or whatever you need. I'm definitely hearing the relationship building um, coming out of you and just that connection with others. Yeah, and I think it's a lot of with connecting with others and listening. I mean, what I think I've taken away from my several years of home office experience, and that's really to what I've realized. I mean, I can be behind on a deadline and I'm very OCD and a perfectionist. Like, I want to get this project out. I want to get it now. But if someone like upset and comes out to to my office or desk, it's really taking that step back. I need this 30 minutes for this person because they're upset. They just need someone to talk to or help them through the issue. Well, I'm going to be late for another 30 minutes on that project. You know, really at the end of the day, does that really matter or how that person walks away feeling? And sometimes like you really just do need to disconnect. You can't be focused on a project and focus on deadlines. And then also really sitting down and hearing and understanding this person and being empathetic towards them. What about you, Alexa? Do you have a tip for people who live with or work with somebody who has the positivity strength? Kind of what Christine and Glenn were saying. We all know attitudes are contagious. Positive people, I think for the most part, know how it feels when things aren't going right and probably been through something that is hard and and had to get themselves out of it. So I would say when you're interacting with somebody who has that trait, try to reciprocate, be positive, find the silver lining in something. And always remember that I, I truly believe every day is filled with tiny miracles. We just don't look at it. And instead of focusing on what is going wrong, focus on what is going right and use that to fix whatever situation you're trying to overcome. What a beautiful thought. Every day is filled with tiny miracles. Very contagious energy. Thank you so much for joining us. We had a lot of really great energy in the room today, and I hope that you're feeling more inspired and positive. Our guests today have been Christine Serla, Alexa Montesinos, Glenn Walton, Lisette Elizabeth, and Danielle Flannery. More information about the show and our guests is available in our show notes. If you enjoyed the show, please take a moment and leave us a five-star rating and review in Apple Podcasts. It makes a huge difference in the number of people who see and listen to the podcast. We'll see you next week when we're going to highlight a brand new strength. And that will do it for this week's episode of the Pivot Podcast. 
Join us next week for a brand new show and another exciting panel. We'll see you then.